It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Today, you're doing all right. Pretty nice one out there. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Good Thursday afternoon. The Nate Brown Show is back. Glad you're here. Hope you're having a solid day. Fox Sports Rapid City. We're live from our downtown studio here, 1067 FM, 1150 AM, FoxSportsRapidCity.com. The live stream there. Bring us up on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Follow the show. Listen and watch there at Nate Brown Show and YouTube as well. Subscribe to our channel. You've got us, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. We got you covered. Um, radio, digital, phone, all good to go on Fox Sports Rapid City. And a Thursday lineup that looks great to me. We'll talk some local. we got a, a former Major League Baseball pitcher, the 9 saves leader, 2009 three-time All-Star. You know, we had Heath the other day, and he couldn't quite make it. We got him today, so we'll track him down. Heath Bell coming in, former closer for the Padres, and had a nice career. So let's get into this. The Nate Brown Show today, thought-provoking sports talk, brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care, where me and my family go every time and my kids get sick. When I'm when I'm feeling down, I get into Black Hills Urgent Care. Great care, two locations, Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. Remember, when you're feeling sick, Black Hills Urgent Care is the faster way to get better. No appointment needed or anything open seven days a week just walk right in haynes avenue mountain view road on the west side bacon park black hills urgent care if you want to schedule on your phone avoid uh, the lobby wait at all just go to bhucare.com right there on your phone with the letter u bhucare.com black hills urgent care the faster way to get better all right, let's get cranking on a Thursday, huh? Have some fun today. Great guest. I told you Heath Bell's coming up, former three, uh, Major League Baseball closer, three-time All-Star. We'll talk Major League Baseball. Some things hitting there because they had an owner's meeting, and uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, comes out today. and Major things um, out front with a couple of organizations. I'll get to Heath Bell coming up. Okay, Eric Eager's on tap, NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus. The guys at PFF, always great. Eric Eager's going to stop by tonight. Wes Johnson's in. He is the new owner of the Rapid City Marshals. Now, that whole thing kind of, you know, the season ended. The last few weeks weren't great behind the scenes at all. Some things going on with the former ownership. Now, when does Wes Johnson, this new owner, officially take over? What's the vision? What's the uh, cleanup? How much cleanup is there? We'll get to him. Wes Johnson tonight, new owner of the Rapid City Marshals, as he navigates that scene getting set. Adam Brenneman's on the way, college football analyst, former tight end for Penn State. Adam Brenneman live from Phoenix and down to Denver where the Avalanche win in OT. It was dicey. I thought it was going to be a blowout. Jumped on him 3-1. And uh, we were watching at my house. It was three to one, and then my kids were like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a blowout." I'm like, "Oh wow, okay, we're just gonna switch off." So then we we you all know, did something else, and then it was three to three. Colorado Avalanche come uh, just get a win, just barely. We'll talk to Doug Ottawa, Stanley Cup final. 
1-0 Avs and uh, Doug Ottawa coming up Mile High Sports live from Denver. All right, so we're packed and ready to go on a Thursday. Let's throw out the number and make you a part of the show. We have a question of the day, a couple of them. Very interesting to me. Interesting, and I always want your feedback to see what you think on these. 720-1067. 720-1067. That's the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line Live. Connection to the studio and the Barron's Wilson text line open and ready. Direct text the show, 720-1067. All right. Now we're set. Now we're set. See, this is uh, this is live, man. We were scrambling to get in here. We had all these things popping. Okay, now we're set. I just had to adjust. Just had to get in the captain's chair and uh, get this thing ready to go. 720-1067 on the Barons Wilson text line. So I have a little uh, – there, there's some news coming out here and something that uh, crossed my mind here, and, and I want to get your perspective on this. I want to get your perspective. So right now um, – in this summer, there's a lot of these workouts going on for the kids, right? A lot of, a lot of summer workouts, um, soccer, basketball. Then there's the team sport of baseball. Then there's these track events too, right? So kids that are in track, they're going every which way. You got football camps, team camps, individual camps. This is the time of busy, busy. And what is also in the world of sports is what? If you're a parent, you have a younger kid or even a kid that's getting older, well, what are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to commit to? What are you going to commit to? And then that leads into our culture of, well, we we need multi-sport athletes, but is it possible to be a multi-sport athlete? In the heat of the summer, the busyness of the summer, which you see it, I'm seeing kids going every which way right now. Is it possible to be a multi-sport athlete? Is it acceptable by all coaches in all sports. I really wonder about that because as I as I think about this, I reference what happened last week. So let's let's tell you what happened last week in South Dakota. There was a Legion baseball game that was scheduled. Okay, a Legion baseball game was scheduled here in town. Okay. Pierre was going to play post 22. We covered post 22. You all know this. Pierre was going to play post 22. Peer could not field enough players because players were gone at camps. So, so you think about this, Peer, great sports town, many multi-sport athletes, I would guess. I don't know all the details there, but I talked to the coaches over there in Peer. And so many of those players gone at camps, football, and they were going um, to a camp, and so they couldn't make the commitment to play baseball, and that game was originally on the schedule to play post-22 last week, and then, you know, post-22 said, well, we'll just make the adjustment, play Casper an extra time, and and call it good. And so that scenario got me thinking, that's not the uh, only time something like that has happened in the world of high school sports, and it actually fits to a bigger picture type question, meaning what is it? Um, what should really be the scenario when it comes down to, okay, we have a team sport. I'm committed to a team sport, yet I also have these other things that I'm a multi-sport athlete in, and I need to put some work in. Maybe it's a football camp down here. Maybe it's a basketball AAU camp over here. Whatever it may be, a soccer uh, tournament here. Uh, just go through the list for me. Just go through the list. My question is, how do you be a multi-sport athlete and then still be a very committed team sport athlete? 
especially if you're playing baseball or softball for that matter, but really it's the the heavy uh, season right now. The heavy time is baseball, right? You got post-22, post-320 just played last night, and those guys, man, they are busy. I mean, we know this because we see all the games. We carry all these games. The commitment at home, on the road, practice, it is a it is a big commitment when you're playing like summer baseball, Legion baseball. How can you also then, well, okay, I'm going to go to this, that, this, this, and, and make all that work. So I'm going to ask you that question of the day. It got me thinking with Pierre actually had to cancel uh, games. They were coming out for a couple of games. They had to cancel some games, not only with uh, Post-22, but with Casper. They were also going to play those guys uh, last week out here. So Pierre had to cancel games because they said, hey, wait, you know, our athletes kind of went every which way um, when it comes to the multi-sport piece, and so we're not going to be able to play the baseball games. So here it is. You tell me and, and see which environment is acceptable to you. If a multi-sport South Dakota athlete plays baseball, that's, that's the example, plays baseball here this summer, do they – skip games slash practices to attend other camps for themselves. You know, I'm, I'm maybe I'm a three sport athlete and I don't necessarily know what I'm going to try and maybe even advance to college in. Maybe I'm just a pretty darn good athlete. I don't, I don't need to advance to college, but I still want to become a great high school athlete and be a part of the football team camp in this town. But I got some baseball games over here in this town. What's the right play? What is acceptable in today's sports culture? I always hear we have to have multi-sport athletes, and I'm a big believer in it, and I hear it, yet I also feel it is a, it's a very tough road to be a multi-sport athlete, true, true multi-sport athlete, when there's a commitment all summer long or whatever that may be, okay? Is skipping the team sport fine? Or, no, you just have to, if you're committed, let's say, to a baseball team, you're committed. You're committed. This goes against, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to give you where I'm at on it because I'm a big believer in when you're committed, you're committed. Yet I also think about this today. Can you really be that committed and have to miss other opportunities in other sports in the offseason? What's the right play? Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, Jim. Jim, what's up, buddy? Oh, I agree with you. I'm leaning towards your side. If you're going to be playing a sport where there's competitive games on the line, you should be 110% committed to that sport. And you do. camps and stuff aside. You do. So if you're on a team, you're in season, that's the story. Yes, sir. Okay, buddy. I appreciate you. Thanks for getting in. Thanks for sounding off on it. Um, and I have to say, Jim, I, I – uh, I'm, I'm old school, usually old school with a lot of stuff. Okay, I'm not that old of a guy. But usually old school with a lot of stuff, yet I'm kind of balancing on this. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here opening the show with it going, throwing out the question. I threw it across Twitter to the rest of the South Dakota uh, followers on Twitter today, and I wanted to see what people think. If you're a multi-sport athlete, you're playing baseball this summer, you tell me. Are you able to skip games and practices to go to a football camp or a basketball camp, for example? I think it's a real struggle 
in the world of uh, youth slash high school sports with parents, coaches, the kids, I think it can be a real struggle because each coach thinks, what are you doing to put in work? What are you doing to get better? And then each parent thinks, well, we got to do we got to do this camp, or or we got to make sure we're still working on our game in this sport. And well, but but can you really skip a sport that you're in in season? And maybe that's the rub. Some people say, hey, when you're in season in basketball, for example, if you're in season in basketball, do you skip games to go to something else? Well, you don't hear it as much. You don't hear it as much. Why? Because the summer is where all the stuff happens. The summer is the quote, quote, unquote, off season for all the other bigger sports, you would say. But baseball lands right in that wheelhouse. And so I say, well, if you're a baseball player, is is that all you are then? Is you're just a baseball player? I kind of have a tough time with that. I kind of have a tough time with it. 720-1067, if you want in, let's see the results of this so far. Let's see the results. If you're a multi-sport athlete and you play baseball here in South Dakota in the summer, is it, are you good skipping games practices to also attend your other camps slash tournaments? Can you skip games slash practices to attend other camps slash tournaments? That's the question of the day. Right now, 54% of South Dakota Right now on Twitter, 54% say yes, skipping is fine to attend other camps. 46% say no, you got to play your current sport. Interesting. Thanks for calling. You're live on Fox Sports Rapid City, and you go ahead. Yeah, Nate, I think, um, you know, as a head coach um, for a football program out here, you know, I think one thing that our coaches try to do that are in those sports that doesn't involve the summer is try to work around those kids' schedules, baseball schedules, so it does work. And I don't think a coach should ever ask the kid that's playing baseball to miss any baseball games. Okay, okay. So you're kind of looking at the calendar going, let's do a camp here or there or a team activity here or there, not conflicting, not conflicting. Yeah, do the best you can and understand and tell your kids that you're not asking them to miss any baseball games. I mean, that's the, that's the big thing I think you need to focus on. All right, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for getting in. Good okay. to hear from you. Um, and that's interesting. And that's coach talking. See, and that's, and that's by the way, that's refreshing. <laughs> I think that's refreshing because I think a lot of folks may think, man, there's pressure. Uh, you know, I, I can't. What do I do? This, this camp or, or that team camp or whatever. It's refreshing to think, well, maybe there is some consideration like, you know, we're going to try and do this team activity, this one, this one. Maybe you make one of them, not three of them. I, I don't know, but if you're in season in a baseball schedule and you're in season, should you be playing those baseball games? Right now, 54% of the audience on, on this show right now saying skipping is fine. And um, I always have a tough time with that because I, I, I always believe when you're playing a sport, you're on a team and you're playing that sport and you're in season – it's a big commitment, and it's a key factor. It's a key factor. I believe that. Yet there's pulling from every which angle uh, right now. In today's cult, I mean, there's opportunities left and right in the summer. I have young kids, and there's opportunities all the time. I got young kids. They aren't even really thinking about the, the big picture here. There's things we could do all the time. 
basketball camp here, soccer here, boom, 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 um, all the time, and, and it just ramps up. Uh, let's see, listener text coming in, 720-1067. Um, I heard Casper was short on players last week for baseball as well because of other camps going on. Interesting. Interesting. I did not know that. So, Pierre had to cancel their games out here last week because their players were going to camps. There are other camps outside of the baseball schedule. And then a listener text saying Casper was short on players. I did not know that. Uh, Casper ended up playing, by the way, but they were short on players. And maybe it happens. It, it may happen. Listener text, 720-1067. Summer team sports like baseball can't just field a normal team anymore. They have to carry extra players. Maybe players they didn't need to have in the past. But with the business of today's sports, I would put more responsibility on the coaches they knew for a few weeks that they didn't have enough kids to play out here against post-22. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously they worked through it. They worked through it, but it was uh, one of those things that post-22 couldn't fill the schedule. They just decided, hey, Casper's coming anyway. We'll, we'll play Casper. So, so it's interesting. Let's update the poll if we have any more votes here. Let's make sure if a multi-sport South Dakota high school athlete plays baseball. Do, you, do they skip games and practices to attend other camps? Are you okay with skipping? Right now, that's winning. It's a close vote. It's a close vote. And I kind of went, you know, on this show, you can't go back and forth. But this one, for me, is kind of hard. It's kind of hard because I believe you play the sport you're playing. Yet I also know there's other folks in the background. Other sports that maybe maybe don't work as well as the previous coach that called. They're saying, hey, we got to have you working on some things here, too. Can you come to this camp or can you come to that? It's a uh, tough, tough call sometimes for parents uh, slash athletes. Right now, the audience saying they think it's okay to skip some actual baseball games to attend some other camps for your individual side of things to uh, maintain your multi-sport growth, essentially. Summer's a tough time, man. It's a it's a busy busy time. Okay, I've got I've got one more question of the day. Um, should I save this one here? Hang on, hang on. I think we'll we'll continue to get more votes on this seven two zero one zero six seven. If you're a multi sport athlete, question is: If you're playing baseball, do you skip games to attend other camps in the summer? You know, other camps and other sports. And uh, 54% yes, skipping's fine. 46% no, play the current sport, baseball, in the summer. Um, I'm going to get to this other question of the day. And uh, this is interesting to me because we had this terrible um, thing happen out in New Jersey this week. And you, you may have not heard it. It's not grabbing, like, huge headlines, but we follow. I follow all of these youth sports headlines. So... Here's what happened. Here's what happened. A 72-year-old umpire in a youth sports baseball game. This is under 13. U13, so under 13. 72-year-old umpire got his jaw broken by a coach over a bad call. And the coach was ejected. And, and as the coach was ejected, that's when he punched the 72-year-old umpire, broke his jaw, had to get surgery, wired shut, the whole thing. That happened this week. 
And so, you know, this out of control, this out of control behavior that we see in video and stuff like that. So I had a little, uh, I had a little uh, question here. I wanted to ask everybody. Do you think anything would help? You know, people are trying to. What could we come up with solutions? Should every parent in a youth sports league be volunteered? You know, the word is volunteer. You're going to be made to volunteer to ump or ref. I don't care if it's baseball, softball, soccer, whatever it is. If you're in a youth sports league, should every parent in that league, you know, I mean, the list goes on for all the parents, all the things we have to do. Hey, we need concessions help. We need field marshals. We need this, this, this. Okay. So, so there's a, there's a list of volunteer. I want it. I want to say, should every parent in a youth sports league, you have a daughter in softball, a son in baseball, maybe soccer, whatever the sport, youth sports league. I'm going to focus on those. We see a lot of those um, wild behaviors sometimes. Maybe basketball, if it's a youth sports basketball league. Should every parent health-wise, I mean, if you're in bad health, I get it. But I'm talking mostly 99% of parents, should they be made, volunteered, to ump or ref at least once? And why do I ask that? It's because then they might see or experience the situation in between the lines, in the arena, in the heat of the moment, and then we're not all wise guys and and experts watching from the stands when maybe we've experienced it. Because I've done that myself, refed, okay, and I find myself not yelling at refs, right? I never found myself really yelling at refs too much. I'm competitive as heck too. So I'm, I'm one of those nut job competitive guys, but not nut jobs, what's the ref's problem guys. I'm not one of those guys. And I think it's largely because I've umped and I've refed. I've umped and I've refed. And I think if you do that, wouldn't it help the situation a little bit? Now, some people are going to say, you're going to throw some mom and dad into the fire? I think maybe sometimes it's okay. You give them instruction. Everybody's got to do the thing. If you don't know baseball, softball, whatever, yeah, you got to learn the rules. You got to learn the rules, and then maybe you're a field ump. Maybe one of the one of the guys is the behind the plate. And he knows the deal. You're out in the field. A little less pressure, but still, you got to get some calls. Do you believe that? That's my second question of the day, and we'll get to our guest as we get going on a Thursday. Should every parent in a youth sports league, do you believe, be made to volunteer? To ump or ref at least once. Great idea, or that would be a mess. What's your answer to that? Okay, throw that on me. Seven two zero one zero six seven on the Barons Wilson text line. You tell me if that's uh, even close. I mean, they ask for parents to ref and, and things, but they don't. Nobody makes parents ref. Nobody makes parents ref. Would that be something that uh, hey, you, you get in this league? We're trying to make sure we have refs. Number one, we need a supply. Number two, we're trying to make sure fans behave better. And maybe if you experienced it on the ref side, maybe that would help. Great idea or, no, some just aren't going to be able to ref. And and it would be a mess. 720-1067. Let me know your vote. We come back with Adam Brenneman, former Penn State tight end, college football analyst. There's a college football program. I just saw this from Adam. Half of their starters they just picked up in the transfer portal this spring.
half of their starters. So they got <laughs> half of the guys are coming in brand new out of the transfer portal. We'll tell you which program it is and discuss it next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 60 tonight under clear skies. Winds out of the south, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly clear tomorrow. Slight chance for scattered storms. High of 91. Partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow night, lows dip down to about 70. Sunshine mixed with clouds at times. Saturday with daytime highs approaching 97. 95 Sunday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 79. Pioneer Bank and Trust has long been trusted for financing businesses and ranches in western South Dakota. We also do consumer loans. If you're looking for a new or new-to-you car, truck, camper, boat, or just about anything else you can think of, and you want a quick answer from a local lender, visit one of our six Pioneer Bank and Trust locations and talk with our consumer loan specialists. Or go to mylocalloan.com to fill out an application today. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Chatting with Brian at Anytime Auto Sales, you know people are restless with all that's going on in the world and they're ready to get out and travel. And we're here to help you take care of all your automotive needs before that big road trip. From oil changes, batteries, to charging your AC system, starting at just $149 for most vehicles. Just a one-stop shop. Absolutely. Plus, we carry over 30 brand-name tires and have deals as good as anywhere and flat out the best brake deal around at just $329 per axle with new pads, rotors, and a lifetime warranty. Hey, I know you guys can handle just about anything. Plus, you're an ASC and AAA-approved repair facility to boot. Yes, sir. Our shop and mechanics have passed thorough testing in all of the disciplines of automotive repair to achieve these AAA and ASC certifications. Check out Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail, folks, for a happy and affordable motoring life. The place to trust your complete AAA and ASC certified automotive repair specialist. See AnytimeAnytime.com. And, of course, at the corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say, magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, Our famous chicken. Mmm, And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, 
Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Show on a Thursday, Fox Sports Rapid City. Coming up, Doug Ottawa live from Denver. We'll talk abs, Broncos, milehighsports.com. Doug Ottawa, senior writer, straight ahead. PFF.com, Eric Eager on the way. NFL analyst, some headlines out of the NFL. New Rapid City Marshals owner, Wes Johnson. Tonight, we had him on right away when he was getting set to uh, own the Marshals. Then the season wound down. There was some... No, not great stuff behind the scenes here with former ownership. Now, what's the next chapter with the Rapid City Marshals indoor football team? We'll talk to the new owner, Wes Johnson. When does he take over? What's next? He's coming up. Adam Brenneman's on tonight, college football analyst. His podcast, really good, man. He had Jared Goff on there. Really good. Brenneman shows up pod. Brenneman shows up. You can download it where you get your podcast. Find him on Twitter. A good follow. Adam Brenneman, 81. Former tight end for Penn State, UMass. Adam Brenneman on tonight. Adam, thanks for coming on. How are you? Appreciate having me on. I'm doing pretty well. Good, man. I appreciate your time. So it's interesting. You know, we've talked NIL. We've talked Transfer Portal a lot. And uh, I thought it was interesting what you just put together today. You said, hey, basically with this Transfer Portal, and, and you can go one, pl- one time without any questions asked, you can play right away. Uh, you don't have to sit out anymore. That USC, for example, Lincoln Riley and USC, half of their starters projected, you would say, half of them on offense and defense are going to be right out of the transfer portal. And you say you can turn things around way quicker than before. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's just another impact of the transfer portal, right? And, and you know, we've talked about it, like you said, on, on your show a few times, NIL transfer portal, but it was just something I was thinking about the other day, and, and, and I, I, I kind of was tweeting about it today and saying that it's going to make the hot seat even hotter. Uh, and, you know, with an already impatient college football world where administrators, you know, and fans don't want to wait very long for programs to turn around, well, now there's really no excuse. You know, the excuse has always been, well, we got to get up my own recruiting class in here, and even if I get a couple recruiting classes, there's still only freshmen and sophomores, uh, you know, in year one, two, and three. So, you know, but now when you can go in the transfer portal and get get players immediately who are veterans, you look at USC, I mean, with, you know, probably the best transfer class in the country, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, you know, just, just a, a, a stud-loaded transfer class. I mean, I don't think USC's fan base is going to be very patient. You know, if they don't win in year one or year two, um, you know, there's not really many excuses. you got a great roster. You pick who you want out of the transfer portal, and that hot seat is going to be uh, going to be even hotter. So there's just less excuses for coaches, and even more incentive now for them to go into the transfer portal. Because you know, even if they don't do well in the transfer portal um, and, and aren't winning a lot of games, then it raises the question: Well, why didn't you go into the transfer portal and go go recruit some big time transfers? Uh, so I just think it's going to. There's so many ways it's going to impact the sport, and I think that's just a way you know for coaches that it's going to make it you know the, the, the win win now mindset is going to be. Uh, even more. Yeah, that's interesting, Adam, because you say 
there's high expectations anyway, like you know, like for programs that get new coaches. But usually they say, "What is it? Well, you got to give them three years. You got to give them yeah. a recruiting cycle." Now you think fans are going to say, "Well, hang on, you could get anybody in the transfer portal. USC has resources. You got a bunch of guys. We should win next year." Yeah, I mean, again, you know, the example everyone uses is USC, right? Just because of the class they've had in the portal, you know. You know, Lincoln Riley's got his star quarterback in Caleb Williams. He's got the best receiver in America in Jordan Addison. He, he, half his starters are transfer portal guys, which means that they're veterans. They've played football elsewhere, um, and they're starting now at USC. So, like, the argument of, well, he needs to develop his roster, or he needs time to bring in his own recruits, that just isn't an excuse anymore. Um, you know, there's really not much of an excuse for a coach to not win right away. Um, you can go out and get whoever the heck you want. So, uh, especially for Lincoln Riley, like, he better win some games this year, or the fans are going to be like, what are we doing? You know, we got, we got, we probably the most, you know, you, I'd make the argument, USC is one of the most talented rosters in all of college football. Um, and they got that strictly through the transfer portal, or it's not strictly, but they mostly through the transfer portal. So there's not going to be many, many excuses for, for coaches, especially guys like Lincoln Riley, who, who get a large chunk of their roster and their star players from the portal. They're, they're going to have to win right away. Okay. Adam Brenneman on college football analyst, former D1 tight end. His podcast, really good. Brenneman shows up. Uh, remember that one for college football. Um, find him on Twitter at Adam Brenneman 81. Do you ever think there's going to be, uh, you know, Gary Bart at Iowa last month said, we may need to tweak this transfer rule. Speaking of the transfer portal, we may need to go back to the one-year sit-out thing. So I discussed that on this show yesterday. I threw it out to my audience. Mm -hmm. My audience says, yeah, if we do the NIL, keep the NIL going, but maybe there should be a one-year sit-out again. That, that was a majority. But then there was a lot that said, no, just, just keep it as it is. Um, I believe it's probably going to stay as is, but is there going to be any uh, discussion on pulling back that one-year sit-out? I think it's what coaches want to see, but I don't think it'll happen. I think I think we're in a new age of college football where a lot of talk about players' rights and and what's best for the players. And and um, you know, I I think that the transfer portal in it, in its own in its own um, you know silo is is good for the players. It's good for the sport. I think NIL is good for the players and good for the sport. What happens, and we've talked about it before, is when the two are combined together and you use NIL to try to get guys to transfer as inducements, uh, that, that's when it becomes an issue. So I think that you'll see more rules around that and more regulation, um, making sure that there aren't, there's a pay-to-play going on. Um, you know, I, I think, I think that that's basically where the regulation will come. I don't think the transfer portal is going anywhere. I know, you know there's some talk right now about the NCAA coming in with, um, you know, transfer portal windows, you know, kind of having to transfer between certain time frames, um, you know, and, and, and seeing if that helps anything. You know, it just gives coaches more understanding of when players are coming and going and not, not kind of being the wild, wild west. But as the argument everyone makes is coaches get up and leave all the time. Uh, and, and go trans go to different schools immediately. So, you know, I can't the players, but I, I, again, I think it's I think it's more so the combination of NIL and when when NIL starts affecting the transfer portal is where kind of the issue becomes. When you were recruited, you were a highly touted high school player. Highly touted high school player had a lot of recruiting going on. Um, how is the transfer portal? going to impact some highly touted high school kids or maybe maybe the mid-tier high school kids I should say Adam like mm-hmm. USC's going out and getting a bunch of transfer portal guys they might not be getting as many high school guys is that going to be an impact we're going to see 
Yeah, it, it's a great point. It's something that people don't really talk about enough. Um, you know, it, it, schools nowadays, you know, just keep less and less spots for high school kids. So, you know, each each program can have 85 scholarship players. Um, you know, there, there, there has been a rule um, where you can only sign 25 a year. Um, they're doing away with that rule now, or it seems like they're going to, um, where it's just going to be a, the 85 limit instead of a yearly limit. Um, but either way, you know, you know, when I, I, I had some brief time coaching in college football as well, and you know, we would we'd have 25 scholarships a year. And beginning of the year, we'd say, okay, we're going to keep 10 for the transfer portal. We're going to keep 15 for high school kids. You know, however it gets split up. But what you're seeing is the shift. It's getting to be, hey, we're going to have 15 for uh, for the transfer portal, 10 for high school kids. And what and the trickle down effect of that is less and less high school kids have opportunities at big time universities because because a school and a coach and again with the win now mindset that so many fans and administrators and um, you know, with the lack of patience, or a lot of a lot are saying, "Why would we go take a high school kid who's never played college football? We don't really know if he's going to be good or not. How's he going to acclimate the class? How's he going to be able to put on weight? Why don't we just go take the kid that's already played three years at at uh, at, uh, at the at the smaller D one school or at the, the school right down the street that maybe or the kid that didn't that maybe didn't start at Alabama, but he's pretty darn good. But he's been in the, he's been in the Alabama weight program for yeah. two years now, and he's practiced at Alabama, and, and he may not have played a lot of games, but he's been trained the way. Way, the right way. We know he's a good kid. Let's bring him here. You know, schools are more likely to do that. It's less risky than taking high school kids. So it'll trickle down, and it'll just be less and less spots for the high school kids. Speaking and of, eventually those spots have to get made up somewhere, right? Because it's all revolving door. There's going to be open spots somewhere, but it's just going to be at lower, lower and lower levels. It'll be harder and harder to go um, to play, you know, big time power five football right out of high school. Former D1 tight end had a nice career. Adam Brenneman now talking college football. His podcast Brenneman shows up here on the Nate Brown Show. Speaking of high school, were you a multi-sport athlete, Adam, in high school? Uh, I played I played baseball and basketball um, in my early high school years. Okay. I think freshman year I played baseball, basketball, football. Sophomore year I think I went to basketball and football. Um, and then I think by my junior year that I was pretty much football only because I was doing the camp circuit and, and was uh, you know oh. had a bunch of scholarship offers and things like that. But I'm a fan, I'm a fan of I, I, I'm not sure where you're going with the question, but I, I will say I'm a, I'm a fan, especially as a coach. We we love we love kids that played multiple sports. Okay, that's where I was going. My question of the day today is. Hey, there's kids playing baseball right now, Adam, and you you live the life of being a highly recruited athlete. So I was wondering, there's kids playing baseball. Um, should they go to camps slash tournaments? But they're in a baseball season. The multi-sport athlete in today's culture, it's hard to be one because I'm on a team in season, but I also have this camp, and I got to go to this team camp, and I got this tournament. What? Uh, how do they navigate that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's tough, right? Because every sport is almost year-round now. I think you look at some of the best athletes, a lot of them are multi, multi-sport athletes. And, and, and you know, I, I think that's the time to do it, right, when you're young. And, you know, I, I was talking to some buddies the other day, and I was saying, man, I wish I would have played baseball my whole high school career. You Looking do. Back on you it, do. You know, I wish I would have kept playing. I wish I would have played basketball my whole high school career. Um, you know, and you can find time to do camps and things like that, but you don't need to be year-round training for one sport when you're in high school. Um, you know, you don't. Again, you look at some of the best athletes in the country. A lot of them are playing multiple sports. Um, you know, so you regret Murray could have played baseball. Yeah, What's you regret that? you regret not playing baseball and basketball for fun, quote unquote, for fun. 
Yeah, for fun, for the for just the athletic part of it, you know, and, and just you know, just looking back on it, man. Like I, I always think, man, I wonder if we would have won a state championship if I would have played baseball, you know, like things like that that you that you think about forever that. Um, you know, you, you don't get to do when you focus on one sport. And there's obviously pros and cons and everything. But I'll tell you what, if, if kids are trying to play college sports, uh, I, I don't think I've, I've ever met a coach in college who doesn't prefer a kid play multiple sports. Yeah. Uh, I think every, every, every college coach agrees that they – we, we like players. I, I loved when I saw a tight end that played basketball and baseball or I saw a receiver that also ran track or, you know, um, quarterback that also was a pitcher. I mean, we love that. It, it, it was shows the competitiveness, shows the ability to focus on multiple things, um, shows shows leadership, and, and uh, you know, I, I think it's really a benefit for, for kids to, to, you know, play multiple sports. I think that the, the, the era of playing um, of, of you know every every sport being year round is is you know going to end up hurting hurting the athletes and at least play two either maybe not maybe don't need to play three but I think at least play two um, when you're in high school because you can spend the other off season you know doing 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 uh, what you need to do training wise. Great stuff, great perspective, good stuff. I wanted to get into that uh, talking college football and more. Brenneman shows up as the podcast downloaded. Uh, great video side. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Brenneman eighty one college football analyst. Adam, always great, man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate your time. Adam Brenneman hopping on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Adam Brenneman 81 on Twitter. Follow him there. Good podcast. Interviews a lot of good athletes. Gets the, um, you know, player to player side. Um, I think he's got a, he's got a good thing going on. Young guy played at Penn State. And uh, doing doing good work, college football analyst Adam Brenneman here on the Nate Brown Show. That's interesting. What what a what a uh, an example. He's a he's a he was a highly touted tight end. Okay, and then went to Penn State initially, but so he had all these recruiting going on. He played baseball. He played basketball. Only did it through sophomore year. Then he went football, hardcore football year round training. And he says today he's still a pretty young guy. He says today. I didn't need to do that. What, what if I played baseball? What, what if I played basketball? Very interesting in our question of the day, which we uh, I want to get an update on that here. Let's uh, pull it up really quick. Question of the day, if you haven't answered. If a multi-sport athlete plays baseball here in South Dakota, for example, in the summer, it's a busy schedule. Do they skip games and practices to also attend other camps and tournaments? Are we, are we good with that? 50, well, let's make sure we get this updated. Um, 55% say, yes, they can skip the games. 55% skipping is fine. 45% no, just play your current team sport you're in. Um, Let's uh, get an update on this. Listener text. Um, That's a long one here. Uh, My opinion is, no, a player does not miss games if they're in season for a camp of another sport out of season. All right, all right. Uh, but but they say if that player is being recruited for college in the certain sport, then yes, maybe they can go to a camp for that college sport, essentially, if they're not like a college baseball player, for example. So they're, okay, so there's a little uh, you know, addendum there, a little addendum uh, to your answer. I, I got that. I understand that. Quick time out on the Nate Brown Show. I've got Doug Ottawill waiting ready. we got more uh, answers coming in on that. Should we have every parent volunteer to ump or ref at least once in a youth sports league? You sign up for the youth sports league. 
Should you be, you know, forced to volunteer? I love it. Forced to volunteer to ump or ref at least once. We got a lot of answers on this, and they vary. We'll get into it first. Avs go up 1-0 in the Stanley Cup final. The Broncos are. Where where should we rank Russell Wilson as far as one of the great players for this upcoming season? Let's let's ask Doug Ottawill, live from Denver, Mile High Sports next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 1067 FM and eleven fifty AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Maggie Taylor, Hill City High School. We can't thank Rihanna at Elevate Performance enough. After my surgery, we started an intense rehab program. Since my recovery, we have met with Rihanna on occasion to help strengthen my body so an injury doesn't happen again. I feel like I couldn't be where I am at today as an athlete without the help of Rihanna at Elevate Performance. Get your athlete started at ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Black. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate? The Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Glad you're on board today. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We know that. Packed lineup tonight. We'll get to Eric Eager coming up, NFL analyst, PFF.com. Wes Johnson's on the way, the new owner of the Rapid City Marshals indoor football team. What's next for the Marshals? What's the latest uh, when it comes to Wes Johnson? When does he take over? And, you know, what's uh, the plan here with Rapid City Marshals in the uh, Champions Indoor Football League? We'll get to him. Wes Johnson coming up. Well, a lot of people answering the question of the day. We have two of them today. We have two of them. Well, we always have two of them. We always got to shoot stuff around. This is an interesting one, though. This one just popped up for me because... All this behavior towards officials and umps and stuff. There was a 72-year-old ump who got punched in the jaw by a coach in Little League Baseball in New Jersey. And uh, the the 72-year-old ump had to get his jaw wired shut and the whole thing. And I'm like, this is just unreal. And you, and you hear, I hear it every week. There's something like this, a video or whatever. So my thought is... Would you ever force parents to um, ump or ref if they sign their kids up for a youth sports league? You know, we sign up, you know, little Jimmy Lipper. 
for uh, Little League Baseball, and, and Dad and Mom have to ump. You have to ump. Wouldn't that be a treat? Me and my wife out there as an ump umpire team? Boy, that would be something. Um, Doug Ottawell coming in right now. MileHighSports.com. He's in Denver where the Avs are up 1-0. It wasn't easy. I thought it was going to be easy. It was 3-1. My kids said, no, nah, this, this is over. So, so we switched. Then we tuned back in. It's 3-3. Three three. Um, winner in OT. Avs up 1-0 in the Stanley Cup final. Let's go to Doug Ottawell. Doug, how are you? I'm good. I, I would put my kid up for adoption before I um, little league baseball. <laughs> Come on, come on. Uh, yeah, it's just an idea, you know. I, I just throw it out there. Should we force parents to at least ump or ref? What, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, you know, I love the idea, honestly, but I think what you'd wind up with is you'd have just more fights because the first parent who chirped to the parent who's chirping at the umpire is going to go get punched either way. Somebody's punching somebody. Maybe the ump goes into the stands if the parents are actually punching people. I don't know. It's, it, it, it's great in theory, but the, but the reality is, and this is what's kind of funny about youth sports, is that parents really don't know nearly as much as they think. So yeah, you put I know. Them out there, yeah, I know. And I know. all of a sudden the games will be worse, and then the other parents will be even more mad. Yeah, I think it's a vicious circle. <laughs> I know. I said you're going to have to provide some education now. I mean, quite a bit of education, uh, but nonetheless. Okay, we'll see where that one goes. Uh, Doug, let's go to this. Abs, I said I was watching. I thought they, I mean, they jumped on them, jumped on them, then let a couple fly there, got tied up. You know, did that give us a picture last night? They went at OT, Avs up 1-0, but did it give us a picture like, this isn't going to be a cakewalk? What do you say? Oh, it's definitely not going to be a cakewalk. I think, you know, you can kind of look at um, some past history, um, especially with uh, Vasilinsky. I, I think he, he's a guy that, you know, everybody likes to talk about the rest versus rust with the Avalanche because they've been off so many days. I think that uh, that impacts goaltending, especially a good goaltender like him, as much as it does anybody. Because you just and and I've I've heard a lot of people say this, especially as it pertains to him. You know, his first game in most series kind of usually is the one that he ha- he gives up the most goals. So the fact that he wasn't sharp early in that game. Um, is, I don't want to say normal, but it sort of follows a trend of how he's been in a lot of postseason series. So, you know, where the Colorado Avalanche are a team that's built on speed, uh, rest is good. It's great for their legs. You know, they get faster, they get fresher. Where uh, a goalie like Vasilinski comes in and, and looks a little rusty, even though he's only had, what, four days off, um, I think he only gets better. And that's proven out in the course of the, these playoffs and even others for them. I mean, obviously they've won two cups. So I think there's trends that he's kind of followed. So I think you're going to see a much better goaltending performance. Um, you know, the Avs aren't going to have those easy goals um, that they got maybe in game one. I, I think that that, that definitely – 
improves on the on the Tampa Bay side. Okay, that's interesting. I'm I'm looking at this. I've been you know I don't follow every hockey game throughout the season, and I I got people you know I'm I'm watching the playoffs, and I'm watching this last night. I'm like. You know, people are telling me the Abs are going to you know, roll through this thing. Well, Tampa Bay's been there over and over and over. You know, a veteran team, seasoned team, and I'm looking at this saying, okay, if the Abs go up 2-0, how good do you feel with as good as the Abs are? I feel pretty good because I still think that the Abs overall are the most talented team. Okay. Um, I, they don't have the best goalie. That's there's no doubt about that in my mind. I don't. I don't even think the Avalanche think that they have the best goalie. Um, so I think that that's that's a given. Um, I think it's a you know given what happened to the Rangers who were also up 2-0. Yeah, the Avalanche yeah. can't take that as oh we're on cruise control we got this. A couple things that I like you know in favor of the Avalanche on that front though is that. They've been really, really good on the road in in this postseason. You know, they're I believe they haven't lost on the road. Um, so that's that's one thing. So if they're up two nothing and they're going on the road, they're not scared to go on the road. They've been outstanding on the road. Um, but the other thing is that I think the Avalanche are a different kind of monster. And I'm not saying that because I'm a homer, which I am. But I think reality is. You know, they just send wave after wave after wave of lines that can score and have scored. And, I mean, they're averaging 40-plus shots a game in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, you know, they're just – they're a different kind of team. And so no matter how good of a goaltender you have, you're going to see a ton of shots. You're, you're going to – you know, the Avs have given themselves chances – throughout the entire playoffs. So if you're up 2 nothing with this team, what they've done on the road and in general in terms of shots on goal, you know, all those things, I definitely like the Avs. I mean, I like them anyway, but if, if you spot me a two-game lead in this series with this roster, um, I feel pretty good. I don't feel overly confident because Tampa Bay is just a team that refuses to die, has refused to die. I mean, not just this year, but years past. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to take two zero if you're if you're the Abs and, and feel pretty good about it. MileHighSports dot com. Doug Ottawill, his work there. Find him on Twitter at D Ottawill live from Denver. Abs up one zero. Stanley Cup final. Okay, let's go to a Broncos segment here. I had a little fun yesterday because I don't know why this has happened, and it's one of those lists, you know, these preseason lists that the writers do it. Guys like you, Doug, not not like me, okay, but the writers do it, and and you click on it, you read it. So it's Pete Prisco, CBS. And he puts out the top 100 NFL players for the upcoming season. And I'm sitting there going, okay, I just kind of want to see where Russell Wilson is. There's a little question mark, but there shouldn't be much of one. So Russ isn't going to be up there with Mahomes or Rodgers or, or Josh Allen, but he, he should be up there. Pete Prisco lists Russell Wilson, top 100 players, 42, right in front of Khalil Mack uh, for the Chargers. And I'm going, huh? <laughs> well, that's kind of one of the. Without looking at the list in front of me, I can't necessarily completely dispute or agree. But you can, uh, you can. Forty-two, forty-two. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, the The problem with those lists is that how do you compare Khalil Mack to Russell Wilson? Because if if a guy like Khalil Mack, as good as he is, is that good? 
well, where has his team's been? Yeah, right. And <laughs> right. Russell Wilson, right. who who is you know is wherever you have him on the list. If he's out for a season, his team is awful. And Khalil Mack's teams can be awful with him there all year. So. I don't know. The, the, those lists are fun, and you're right. Writers write things like that, so we talk about them, and it works every time. Yes. But it, to me, it's, uh, you know, how, how, how good is the player at his position? So if you're going to tell me Russell Wilson is the fifth or sixth best quarterback versus the tenth or fifteenth, then I have a real argument. But to say Russell Wilson is – has the same impact as Khalil Mack, I guess look at it this way. If you took Khalil Mack and you put him on the Broncos and you kept everything status quo from last year, right, right. how good is he? He's, he will have nowhere near the impact that Russell Wilson should have this year. Yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. That's what I, I mean, he had all these quarterbacks up there. Tom Brady's six. Uh, Allen's five. Mahomes is four. I mean, so he had all these top-tier quarterbacks up there, and I'm going – and Russell's not even 15, 20? Uh, you're going to go down yeah. to 42? To me, to me it, it has way more to do with what quarterbacks are ahead of him than what defensive yeah. ends or cornerbacks or tight ends. I mean, because those guys are important. Every, every position on a football team is important. But, you know, you and I have talked about this at length on this show. If you don't have a quarterback, you can have the best position players at yes, five different yes. spots on the field and you still can't win a Super Bowl. So, you have nothing. You have nothing. Yeah, so to put him that far down, um, you know, that's the, that's the stuff for debate. But to put him too far down the list of quarterbacks, I think that's where you, you can start to go, is he really better than this guy or does he have to prove something to be better than this guy this year? You know, whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, if, if ask ask George Payton, hey, you want to make a trade for Khalil Mack or you want to bring in Russell Wilson? <laughs> Who are you going to pay next? I mean, it's yeah, a no brainer. By the way, uh, Trey Hendrickson, another D end uh, for the Bengals. He was forty four. So so Russell Wilson forty two. Trey Hendrickson, Bengals D end forty four. Anyway, um, okay, I, I'm I'm done with that. It's it's ludicrous. But <laughs> hey, uh, they, they got us. They got yes, us. Yes, yes, and, and a feature <laughs> on the program. Doug Ottawell, Am I safe to say this? I threw out a bet to my audience, and I don't do this very lightly. But I said I'm going to do a, a VIP party for thirty people. At one of our sponsors here, 454, I got pizza and beer. Okay, they got a great place. So I'm going to do a VIP party for 30 listeners if the Broncos end up last in the AFC West. Because somebody texted in and said, your Broncos are going to be last in the AFC West this next season because it's such a good division. And I said, I'll put on a party um, at 454 for 30 VIPs if we end up last. And the odds of that are... Uh well they're they're in your favor I don't okay. think you have to okay. throw that party okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you know that's like uh man I should know these things now that I'm a complete degenerate in Colorado I'm I'm gonna say that's like a a twenty to one odds in your favor that you don't have to post all right that party. all right I'm feeling pretty good but maybe we'll throw a party when they end up first too I I don't know I mean let's just see how happy I need to be but I just wanted to make yeah, sure. You, 
you got to throw a party to celebrate if they're in first, and you got to throw a party as a consolation prize <laughs> if they want it at last. So I what guess. you really want is for them to finish second or third in a wild card. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, Doug Ottawa on today on a Thursday, milehighsports.com. The Avs have taken over Denver, up 1-0 in the Stanley Cup final. Doug, enjoy it, man. Thanks for coming on. You bet. Talk to you soon, Nate. All right. Good stuff. Doug Ottawa live from Denver, senior writer, milehighsports.com. All right. See, look at that. Look at that. Pizza and beer party for, uh, you know, 30 VIP listeners if the Broncos end up last in the AFC West. What are you guys thinking? What are you guys thinking? Listener text, Nate Brown seems to still be drinking the Russell-Aid. You better believe it. And it's it's tasty. The Russell Kool-Aid, the Russell-Aid on a hot summer day, it is tasty. All right. Let's come back with this. I want to uh, get some answers on this question of the day as we get set for the drive at five. I want to get <laughs> I want to get some answers on this question of the day, um, and then Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball. You know, when Rob Manfred says some stuff, I kind of listen there, and I'm like, you know, you don't hear Manfred say much sometimes. Rob Manfred had ownership meetings today, met with the owners. There were two teams that were discussed a lot. What should Major League Baseball do? I'm going to ask you with these two teams next. The Nate Brown Show. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342 Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 60 tonight under clear skies. Winds out of the south, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly clear tomorrow. Slight chance for scattered storms. High of 91. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night. Lows sit down to about 70. Sunshine mixed with clouds at times Saturday with daytime highs approaching 97. 95 Sunday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 79. Honda True. Discover three tiers of vehicle coverage that work for you. Only at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda. The inspection is just the beginning. Honda certified pre-owned means peace of mind with incredible benefits like seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, up to two complimentary oil changes, 24-7 roadside assistance, inspection report, and three-day exchange option. Check out all the benefits and search inventory at honda-true.com or come by Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda in Rapid City. Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years, and you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. 
Don't make a bad call the next time you need an attorney. The lawyers of Claiborne, Lowe's, and Sabres have been serving the legal needs of clients throughout the state for over 75 years. Serious legal issues like divorce, business disputes, personal injury, and criminal matters require a solid team. When you need a win, call Claiborne, Lowe's, and Sabres at 721-1517. Claiborne, Lowe's, and Sabres, proudly supporting our area's youth and sports teams and their pursuit of excellence. City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's Sports Talk Show. What is this, a chill out Thursday? Uh, yeah, kind of easy listening Thursday. Yes, easy listening Thursday. That's our goal here. Thought-provoking sports talk. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Remember, if you missed some of the show, some of the guests, um, you can get the Nate Brown Show podcast. We download or we upload it. You download it. We upload it each night. Matt Kearney, the producer of the Nate Brown Show, putting in the work on the podcast side, and it's on all the platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple. So get the podcast if you can't listen live, 4 to 6. Now we're getting set for the drive at 5 here on a Thursday, okay? And I've got something for you. Um, Major League Baseball in the headlines today, and finally something's being said publicly here, and you don't hear this that much. Yeah, Rob Manfred's the commissioner of Major League Baseball, okay? And, you don't hear stuff like this that much in pro sports. And so when you hear it publicly today, then you start wondering, are we going to have some movement here? Are we going to have some big changes here? And I'm talking about Rob Manfred today after the owners' meetings. They, they had big owner meetings today. And baseball commissioner Rob Manfred said the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland A's need to get new ballpark deals soon and essentially left open the possibility of moving the teams. So Rob Manfred, Major League Baseball, quote-unquote playing hardball, essentially, or getting to that deadline stuff. He said, quote, obviously the end of the lease is a hard deadline, but you need to take into account the stadiums take a little bit of time to build, right? So we're getting to a point where wherever it is, they need to, they need to get to it, get with the club, the Rays and the A's, okay? So you think about this. Think about the scenario here. I'm always, you know, as a sports fan, you always say, if I lived in a city like that, I don't want it. You never want to lose a team. Never want to lose the team, right? But I look at these numbers here. Fans aren't going to the Oakland A's games. The Oakland A's are averaging a major league low, 8,283 fans. That's 8,283 fans. That's a league low. It's a mess at the Coliseum. Coliseum built in 1968. And essentially, uh, Rob Manfred today even went as far to say, quote, we like Las Vegas as a market. The A's prudently have continued to pursue the Las Vegas alternative. And, quote, we like Las Vegas as a market. So he's, he's putting on... This pretty high-pressure stuff saying Tampa Bay's situation at the Trop, Tropicana Field, It's it's uh, that lease is coming up. Nobody likes the Trop. 
The Rays have been throwing around wild ideas to have half the games in Tampa and half the games in Montreal. I mean, that's a that's a mess. So if you're Major League Baseball, my question is, do you do you just make the play right now saying, okay, we got to take control over this. Tampa Bay's going to go to Montreal. The A's are going to go to Las Vegas. I mean, do you put on the high-pressure campaign, the high-pressure stuff here? Because you look at it, Oakland, 8,200 fans, average, that's the lowest. The Rays are 25th in the league, 13,740 fans. Baseball hasn't worked there in Florida. I mean, it just, the Marlins, no good. Their fans don't show up. The Rays fans don't show up. And now you're looking at it saying, is there other markets where Major League Baseball, as a brand, as the league revenue generator, could they or should they tell the uh, teams here and the owners, let's move the teams and let's uh, start fresh. Let's move the teams and start fresh. It's uh, it's bad for those fans in those cities. You know, the ones that are showing up, the ones that do care. But it looks like that those two markets are um, really, really struggling. And Rob Manfred saying basically today, there's urgency with Tampa. And then on the Oakland side, he says, we like Las Vegas as a market. So I'm thinking about the future of Major League Baseball here. Do you think we're going to have a Tampa Bay Rays team in the next few years and an Oakland A's team in the next few years? My guess today, just just my guess, I'm going to say you aren't. I'm going to say you aren't um, going to have those. 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. I want you to answer the question of the day. I'm going to come back in the drive at 5, and I'm going to answer, give you the surprising answer that I have to my own question of the day. I think it's a surprising answer. So here it is. If you missed it in the first hour, I want to get into your answers, a lot of them coming in, and I'll get you an update on this. So with a lot of the fans yelling at refs and umps, you know, we see the videos, we hear about these terrible incidents. Here's an idea. Should each youth sports league make mom and dad, the parents, ref or ump at least once? My question of the day. Basically, you uh, get voluntold. You ever heard of that term? You're not volunteered. You're voluntold. Mom and dad, hey, in order to know what refs and umps experience, you're going to sign up at least once to ref or ump a game. Okay? It could be T-ball. Just Tebow, whatever it is, you should ref or ump. If you sign up for a youth sports league, soccer, softball, baseball, whatever it may be, parents, ref or ump, should they be forced to do it at least once? What's your answer? And I'll give you mine. I will give you mine next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Summer is here. Whether you're planning to hit the road, hang at the lake, or have a staycation, earn while you spend on your summer fun with a credit card from Black Hills Federal Credit Union. Earn 1.5% cash back on qualifying purchases with BHFCU's Visa Cashback Credit Card. Learn more at BHFCU.com or text or call 605-718-1818. Offer subject to credit approval. Other restrictions may apply. 
stuck in a state of falling behind? Struggling to keep up with your kids, your finances, your insurance, your life? This is State Farm Agent Matt McCormick. Let me help you simplify and get to a better state. With me handling your auto, home, and life insurance, you'll have more time to handle everything else. Even more money, too. Because adding State Farm policies can earn discounts that could add up to 40%. Call me, State Farm Agent Matt McCormick, and get to a better state with State Farm. 348-0464. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station. 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens Central and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. You pick the concert you want to see at Deadwood Mount Grand and leave the rest of First Gold Gaming Resort. Our concert packages include a room for two at First Gold, $40 in promo play in our casino, two breakfast entrees the next morning, a pair of prime seats to the show, and transportation to and from Deadwood Mountain Grand and First Gold. Prices start as low as $202 for two people. So book your concert getaway at First Gold today by calling 800-274-1876. Everyone knows scratch tickets make great gifts during the holidays. But think about it. Scratch tickets are a perfect pick-me-up for a lot of occasions. Need to thank someone? Give them a scratch. Need to say I'm sorry like you really mean it? Give a scratch. Say congrats to that promotion. New house for your friend's new dog that looks more like a possum than a poodle. You know that thing likes a good scratch. The next time you need a gift that says whatever like you mean it, quit scratching your head and just give them a scratch. Scratch tickets from the South Dakota Lottery. Good fun. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. Hi, this is David Brunman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. Have you thought about buying your first home or maybe upgrading to a home that you will really love? Real estate is an important investment that you want to get right. I have been in the business of finding the right home for 15 years. To get started, contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Let's open the door to your new home and say hello to a goodbye with me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the Herd weekdays, 10 to 1, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. All right, welcome back on a Thursday. The Drive at Five brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. The Drive at Five brought to you by Summit. What are you driving tonight? You need a new pre-owned vehicle for your kids? What are you, you need a new pre-owned vehicle for yourself? High-quality vehicles. They're really good. Great selection right now. It's hard to find vehicles sometimes, right? Especially right now. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there. The Summit difference, summitautogrp.com. Stacy and Matt do an outstanding job. No high-pressure sales gimmick stuff. None of that. Here, here it is. Okay? They want you to have a great experience. Summitautogrp.com. The drive at five. All right. I got a question of the day here. And uh, interesting answers coming in. Interesting answers coming in. My question of the day is, um, after this episode this week, we had another one. 
out in New Jersey, a 72-year-old umpire. He's been umping games uh, for 35 years. And a 72-year-old umpire got punched this week in a U13 game. Okay, so that's U13. Coach didn't like the call, you know, got, got, went ballistic, and um, the umpire ejected him. And then the coach punched the umpire, knocked him out, jaw wired shut, had to have surgery, broke it in two places. 72-year-old ump's been ref, or umping in this league 35 years. And uh, I, 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 it was interesting. I was sitting here getting ready for the show, and I'm like, man, there's you know people trying to come up with solutions. I've got a question. Would it help at all if, if parents in every sports league umped or refed? You know, they were they were told, you're going to ump or ref at least once. You're going to ump or ref at least once. Let's get some answers on this. Let's take a call. Thanks for listening. You're live, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. You're you're an you're well, you're an ump, right? Or you were an ump, ref. I was a referee, okay. you know, basketball official. I did okay. some little bit of baseball, but um, it depends on the sport. I mean, I don't think you can put parents out there on the basketball floor just because you have to make split second calls and you have to know the rules at the time you make the call. So I don't know if you can do basketball unless you have a clinic before the season, you know, an hour or two clinic and go over all the rules with the parents before you. Put, actually, put them out on the floor, and I think you know there's some running involved. I don't. Some of those parents may, may not last a quarter. Right, right. You know, you know I, I throw this out there and say you kind of have to have, consider health and in various aspects. But I just, in general, 99 percent of the parents should they ump or ref? Yes, now, baseball you can yes. do that very easily. Like yes. you said, the bases, put them oh. on the bases, not behind the plate. Okay, but bases you could do very easily. Soccer, I'm not so sure, uh, just because there is some money involved, and there's more rules, interpretation type of things that you have to know. And just because somebody goes down doesn't mean there was a foul, and it could have been, you know, their feet got tangled up. That's not a, unless it's a, t- a deliberate, it's not a foul. And so, you know, you have to, you'd have to have a clinic, I think, for some of these, like football, same Sure, way. sure, I, sure. I, but in, but in general, think, you say yes. In general. Yes. Yes. Wow. Wow. I uh, I think I agree with you. It makes if you've done it yourself, you have a whole heck of a lot of better outlook on the. It's not as easy as it looks when you're sitting. In the I do <laughs> believe that because I do that. I've done basketball, baseball, okay, and softball, okay, and uh, mm-hmm. I I do believe that once you experience kind of between the lines, it's like uh, come on guys, and and then I think you're you should be more respectful. Um, I think that's how it could work. But um, I don't well, know if well, you're going to get everybody to do it. Yeah. I just don't. I I guess I I like the idea we talked about several weeks ago. Where you know if if you you know abusive and you want to you know get up, then either you eject the parents for a certain number of games or else, like you said, make 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 him pay a fee mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And if you're you know you abuse officials or you you lose your fee or a portion of it. Each time that you you do that, I think that would be a little more effective than actually putting parents out there. Because in most sports, I don't think they could, just because there's so many. Rules yeah, I got that you on know. that. I appreciate it, man. But Thanks for getting basketball, in. Basketball, I, I think uh, um, you know, guys say, well, "How can you miss that?" Oh, well, you got ten players moving at a high speed, <laughs> and you might have a good angle. Give it a try sometime. Right, right. And, and one, 
you know, ten seconds later, you're you're blocked, and you can't. So how can you miss? You're ten feet away. I, by the way, I heard you were a good ref, so you know, take that with you. Okay, take that with you. Well, I tried to be. All right. <laughs> I miss it. I really, I, I had to quit because of my knee replacements, but I, I really do miss it. If I was didn't have those, I'd still be doing it. I, I really okay. enjoyed it. Good so stuff. Most of the coaches I had great respect for, and they had. Very little problems most of the time, and so I, I appreciate it. A lot of respect for the players and the coaches. All right, all right, man. Thanks, thanks for getting in. I appreciate that. So, so let's let's get some answers here. Let's get some more answers. Should you know, in general, would the, would, the, would this ever fly? Every parent in a youth sports league, you know, you're you're told that you got to do a lot of things. Okay, if you if you've, if you've done this over your lives, hey, uh, we need you know you know Tina to do the concessions, or we need help here, help here. We're going to add that to, uh, to the list because on some Little League lists, it's on there, by the way, here in town, okay? I have two daughters. We haven't done the softball thing or whatever, but I know guys that have Little League uh, players, okay? And, uh, you know, it's on there. So I know it's on there. Like, hey, we need umps, and, and you got to volunteer and stuff. But mostly it's the same people, right? Hey, you know, this guy can up, this guy can up, this guy knows what he's doing, this lady knows what she's doing. Okay, so... It's mostly the same people. I'm talking about every parent because would it cool down everybody's emotion and intensity when they think they know and, and maybe they don't know? Should every parent in youth sports league be made to ump a ref at least once? What do you think the uh, poll question says today? I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised, but 64% of the audience responding on Twitter right now says, yes, that's a great idea. Every parent, 64%, 36% say no, it would turn into a mess. Some just can't do it. Um, let's go to the listener text line then, um, 720-1067, 720-1067, where you can uh, chime in here. Listener text, I'd rather ump a ref than work concessions. Really? The concession uh, booth get a little dicey? <laughs> Or you just want to be a part of the game. Maybe Okay, all right, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I would, too, by the way. You know, my family would wants to do concessions. I'd rather uh, ump a ref. Let's see here. Here's one. Uh, listener text, 720. Nate, this would, uh, 720-1067. Nate, this would be a mess. They won't show up. Then what? Oh, they won't show up. Then we'll kick them out of the league. <laughs> Wow, now we're now we're taking everybody off. Um, here's here's one. I got to catch up on these seven two zero one zero six seven. Listener text. Yes, make everyone ref or find them a crazy amount so they don't have any other choice. They need to feel the pressure and understand what it's like in the game. It's not as easy as it looks. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, my answer is. Okay, I threw out the idea. I threw out the idea. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Matt Kearney, the producer of the Nate Brown Show, is in the room here. He's shaking his head. I threw out the idea. I can't do it. Meaning, I can't have every parent ump or ref because I think it's going to get, um, there is a skill to it. There is an emotional side to it. There's, there's, a, uh, there's a lot to it. Even if we have education, okay, that's going to take a lot of effort. That's going to take a lot of time. We need more uh, refs and umps. I get it. But I don't know if we can have Nancy and, and uh, Jimmy, who 
don't have a clue. You know, they, they some of the folks don't have a clue, and you, you throw them in. It's like, good luck out there. You're hoping somebody knows quite a bit behind the plate, for example. You're hoping somebody can kind of figure it out in the field. But are we just opening it up to, okay, now fans are going to be even more uh, critical because – Nancy doesn't know what's going on at second, and she doesn't know where to position herself. And then we got, you know, you know, Tom up in the stands, so you're thinking it's a mess. I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't think you can do it. I, I, I asked the question: Should every parent be forced to do it? I don't think you can. I, I still think we have to have folks that step up and step in and want to do it. We just need to be better fans. We just need to be better fans, especially when we have volunteers and 72-year-old umpires getting punched in the jaw out in New Jersey, umping for 35 years, and he gets his jaw wired shut because we're off the rails. So so I, I'll say this. One extreme shouldn't go the other way. Well, now we're going to have every parent do it. I, I, I can't do it even in baseball or softball. I just can't do it. I can't have Karen out there doing it. Um, listener text, Nate, it would help them understand the stress of being a referee. I know what you're saying. I, I'm with it. I'm with it. Same listener text. He says, I would happy to do, be security for any game. <laughs> okay. So that's what, there we go. There we go. Now when we have Karen out there at second base and she's never umped, then we can have fans yell. Now we gotta, you've got to have another parent like you be security. I got it. Eric Eager on the way next. NFL analyst, pro football focus, and the new owner of the Rapid City Marshals. He's coming up as well. Wes Johnson's his name. Busy show. Hang on. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BargainBarnTire.com. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Black Hills Community Bank is your local bank that's deeply committed to this community. And right now, the annual diaper drive is back, where they're working to collect over 50,000 diapers this year for the Cornerstone Women and Children's Home in Rapid City and the Bella Pregnancy Resource Center in Spearfish. With a silent auction and other events in June, Black Hills Community Bank appreciates your help in making a difference. Black Hills Community Bank, investing in what counts. For more info on the diaper drive, just stop by or visit bhcbank.com slash diaper drive. 
someone will come in, they'll have a noise under the hood, and we'll go out and take a look at it. We can determine by the type of noise, and usually if we can determine where it's coming from, we can direct them to the piece that has failed. My name is Dick Lemke. Working at Sturdivance as long as I have, it's definitely become my career. When you need someone to help solve the problem, start with a Sturdivant store near you. Do you have CNA experience? Are you looking for something other than a medical setting? If so, a career at Black Hills Works might be for you. Black Hills Works helps adults with disabilities live, work, and play in and around the community. We are now hiring for direct support professionals, case managers, residential support specialists, and behavioral health techs. Receive a highly competitive wage on top of an awesome benefits package. Learn more at blackhillsworks.org slash careers today. Come and join us at Black Hills Works. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Good stuff today. A couple of questions of the day, getting it going on a Thursday. A lot of great guests, including our next guest, PFF.com. It's Eric Eager. And the NFL kind of rolling right now. They're going to kind of take a little break in the July month, right? People kind of take a break, and then we really crank it up. So let's get into this. PFF.com, NFL analyst Eric Eager. It's on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. Let's go through some headlines here. Eric, thanks for the time. As always, how are you? I'm good. It's good to be on, man. Appreciate your time, as always. So I'm going to ask you about what Matt Rule said today in a roundabout way. Uh, Matt Rule said Sam Donaldson, or, uh, uh, Donaldson's fine. Um, Sam Darnold, I should say. Sam Darnold's fine, but I'd be open to an upgrade. Essentially, I'd be open to an upgrade. So Sam Darnold, QB for the Panthers, fine. What should we think there? Well, I mean, I think no one, you know, saw, you know, Sam Darnold up close more than Matt Rule did last year. Uh, it wasn't good. Uh, first three weeks of the year, they obviously, you know, went 3-0. Uh, Darnold was pretty good in half a game against Dallas and then sort of melted down. And then after that, it wasn't great for him. Uh, you know, he's the one quarterback, I think, you know, of the starters in the NFL where there's really not a ton of upside. Um, you know, there's a quarterback in Baker Mayfield. There's a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo uh, that are available to be had. Uh, you know, reports were that they haggled over the price uh, right around draft day, and that's why the Panthers drafted Matt Corral instead. Um, but I think that, you know, watching Darnold in practice and watching guys like Robbie Anderson tweet out that they might, they'd rather be retired than play with him, uh, I think that maybe they're reopening the thought process to having Mayfield come and play in Charlotte. Okay, what do you say from a from a number standpoint? How is is Baker Mayfield better than Sam Darnold? Yeah, Mayfield. I think over the course of a seventeen game season, Mayfield's probably a win and a half or two wins better than Darnold. I think you know everybody kind of is. I hate to say this, but I think most people are wrong about Baker Mayfield in either direction. I think the people you know were Oklahoma fans who really loved him. Uh, yeah, obviously they're wrong about him, but I think the people that, that believe that he can't be an NFL caliber quarterback, especially at price, uh, which which I think the Panthers would get a steal here, 
Uh, I think they're wrong, too. I, I think Mayfield can be an NFL starting caliber quarterback, especially if he's not making the big money, the big money that he almost got from the Browns last offseason. Eric Eager, NFL analyst, PFF.com. I'm interested in this other quarterback story. We followed Carson Wentz out here in the Dakotas, right? He played at North Dakota State. So here in South Dakota, people watched him and kind of followed him here. And uh, now he's on that journeyman um, path. But he gets another opportunity, has a big contract, getting paid a lot. And Heineke, the backup there in Washington, basically said this week, well, I'm going to be the backup because you're not you're not paying Wentz thirty million and not going to start him. Do we do we buy that the NFL is a business that way? If Wentz is getting paid thirty million, Heineke's out the door. I I mean I think he's just reading between the lines, right? When you know, and when you give up two third round picks, uh, you know, and, and I think the other part of it is Heineke was kind of low key the worst starting quarterback in the NFL last year that played. You know, maybe more than 12 games or so. He was not good. Uh, I think we all remember the playoff game where he was very plucky uh, and battled Tom Brady. He battled Tom Brady in a game last year as well and won. Um, But for the most part, he was pretty bad last year. And I think he held Washington back. And for that reason, I think, you know, I'm pretty optimistic about Wentz. I, you know, you look at 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. The, the statistical weirdness of Wentz is that he's played six years in the NFL, and four of those years he's thrown exactly seven interceptions. Um, but, you know, we, we, if you rearrange the games that Wentz played last year, if you put them in random order, I think Wentz is still the quarterback uh, of the Indianapolis Colts. I think that the only problem is, you know, he played two of his worst games when the when that Colts team needed him the most, and that obviously is a spike going nine and eight as a starter, uh, and you know being relatively decent for most of the year, that's why he was shown the door to Washington. I think he makes this Washington team a contender in a weak NFC. Is that right? Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm going to go to this Lamar Jackson. You know, was was absent, then was back, and now not saying much about. You know when he's when he's going to come back, or or if he is going to not come back. I mean, the Lamar Jackson contract situation. How do you see that playing out? What type of investment would the Ravens make here in this market? It's tough because I think you know he's probably worth you know that that you know a little bit beneath the Josh Allen, the Patrick Mahomes, you know Deshaun Watson kind of money. The problem is is again like. You know, he started out hot and then he was an MVP in year two, and he's gotten worse every year since then. And so I think we fear the Ravens. You got to say, okay, well, you know, we supported him really well when he made, you know, what the pick 32 in the NFL draft makes. Can we support him adequately when he's making 35 to 45 million dollars? I think that's a reasonable question because, you know, this Ravens team has not done well at wide receiver, they've not done well in the offensive line. Uh, they were paying their defense in Lamar's best days. They were paying their defense 66% of the salary cap. Well, that's a pretty good thing to do when your quarterback's a runner, right? It's a good pairing. When he, when you know Lamar Jackson himself is making you know 20% of the salary cap, that's not necessarily going to be possible. All right, young quarterbacks, I want your take, Eric. Who has the bigger season? Um, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, or am I missing someone else? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good question. I think it's Lawrence. Uh, Doug Peterson did really good things with Carson Wentz early in his career. Um, you know, they got Christian Kirk in there. They got Zay Jones in there. Uh, Travis Etienne was a draft pick last year. You know, um, 
LaVisca Chenault still can play, I think. So I'm going to go with Lawrence. Um, I also just think Zach Wilson might not have it, uh, even though he was my favorite quarterback coming out of that class. Interesting. Great stuff. Breaking it down. PFF.com NFL analyst Eric Eager on tonight. PFF underscore Eric on Twitter. Thanks for hopping on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Nate. Take care. Appreciate your time. Eric Eager on the Nate Brown Show. PFF.com senior NFL analyst. PFF underscore Eric on Twitter. Little NFL rapid fire stuff. You know what rapid fire stuff I like? I like NFL. I always like that. I wasn't going to ask Eric to rank Russell Wilson, okay? We're, we're done. We're done. I, I know. You listened to yesterday's show, and I, I had enough with people ranking Russell Wilson way, way down. I wasn't going to ask Eric, okay? Should I call him back? Oh, it's okay. It's all right. We'll let that one go. But the rapid-fire questions I like on a Thursday, loyal listener to Fox Sports Rapid City, it's Chris. It's five questions from Chris. I have my answers next. This is the Nate Brown Show. From the minute you wake up to the moment you fall asleep, Black Hills Energy is here to support, inspire, and drive your next adventure. Because supporting your day-to-day is our everyday. And we are always here, ready for your next step. Black Hills Energy. Ready. Cadillac Jack's Gaming Resort is the place to stay and play in Deadwood. How about this? Bet on the game, watch the game, and play your favorite table game. You can do it all at Cadillac Jack's with BetMGM. From roulette to craps to blackjack, they have TVs all around. You won't miss a second of the game. Make your plans now to stay and play in Deadwood with Cadillac Jack's and BetMGM. Everything you want in one place. Honey? Yeah. I feel weird. What do you mean? I think I feel happy, satisfied, uh-huh. like inner peace is inside of me, comfortable in my own skin. Oh, well, I know why. It must be all the yoga I'm doing. No, it's our new replacement windows from Renewal by Anderson. I don't think so. Every morning I get up, I do my yoga, and I chant, I am good, life is good, while in down dog. And, honey, that is good, but our Renewal by Anderson Fibrex windows are keeping the house perfectly temperate, so you're comfortable. No, 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 it's the chanting, I am good, life no, no. is good. You should try it, and you would feel more inner peace, too. All right, I'll try it. All right, take all right. a deep breath in mm-hmm. through your nose. Put your hands on the ground. Okay. All right, push your butt up in the air. Start oh. your chant. Okay, Renewal by Anderson. Hassle-free, energy-efficient, low-maintenance windows with a professional perfect fit. That's your chant? It brings me inner peace. Okay, I'll try it. Okay. Renewal by Anderson. Hassle-free, energy-efficient, low-maintenance windows with a professional perfect fit. Oh, my back. Bring your butt down. For a perfect fit, call Renewal by Anderson of South Dakota. 605-593-5991. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City.
in the Nate Brown Show on a Thursday. You know what that means. Thursday time. Thursday in the drive at five. Five questions from Chris. Loaded up. Ready. I'm looking through these here. Interesting questions. Tough answers, but I've got them. The Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports, Rapid City. Five questions from Chris. Let's roll. Nate, in 1996, the original Winnipeg Jets moved to the desert of Arizona, became the Coyotes. Unfortunately, they've never really captured the attention. That is true, Chris, by the way. I'm telling you, the the Coyotes in the NHL having a tough time. Tough time. So they've been kicked out of their arena. Chris says, hey, they've been kicked out of their arena. Now they want to play in the Arizona State new hockey rank, which only seats 5,000. Okay, the Arizona Coyotes have been subject of countless rumors of moving to Houston. Do you think they allow them to play in Arizona State's arena 5,000 uh, capacity, or will they be sold to the owners of the Rockets? Hmm, interesting, interesting. I'm not an expert on the NHL, okay? You know that. I'm not an expert on the NHL. But I look at it and I say, what is the NHL going to say here? Are we going to have a pro team in the arena? 5,000 people? we got to play in a college uh, uh, college hockey arena? And, and we've had a struggle here? Let me just say, I, I'll tell you this. I don't know if the Houston Rockets owners are going to be interested. Are they going to buy them? Is there, do they have the money on that side of it? Um, I'm going I'm to tell you this. If the money's there, the NHL's going to say, hey, let's roll with it. I mean, I, I think leagues, that's why the Major League Baseball situation today, Rob Manfred's like, this Oakland A's thing, it's dragging us down. I mean, leave it to Rob, but it's dragging us down. Tampa Bay Rays, they got to figure something out. So if if Arizona's bringing, it, bringing them down to the NHL, and now we're going to go play the college arena, we got an offer coming in, you know the NHL's going to want to help them do that. You know the NHL's going to want to help them do that. So I'm going to say if the offer's coming in, They'd rather just go down that road and, you know, sorry, Arizona, you don't have an NHL team anymore. Um, five questions from Chris. Number two, the Men's College World Series starting this weekend in Omaha. Um, you, as usual, the majority of the baseball teams are from the south. The northern tier, tier colleges are at a disadvantage. Two months of the season, it's cold, hard to get baseball games in. Should something be done to help the northern tier universities? What do you mean, like Nebraska, Chris? Like Nebraska, maybe. There's a proud tradition of Nebraska baseball. Should something be done, like splitting up the season, um, or are the schools just going to have to deal with it? Yeah, uh, they're they're stuck. They're stuck. I mean, it's it. That's it. They, and I and I get it. I mean, we we deal with that up here in this region all the time, whether it's college baseball or whatever sport, you know. Teams are trying to play in February? I mean, are we kidding ourselves? And then, well, we, we schedule games down south. Even South Dakota State baseball, who's, you know, done pretty well over the years, they're trying to play games. It's, it's bizarre in February. And I'm getting these emails. Yeah, another SDSU uh, game's been canceled. And it's like, we're trying to play baseball in February. They're stuck, Chris. It's over. They're, they're not going to do it. So, yeah, the SEC and some of those southern teams, Pac-12 has some teams. Um, 
where they play baseball and the weather's nice and they get the reps and they get the whole thing. Now, I would say a lot of these have indoor facilities, okay? So that indoor stuff's going to have to, you know, you got to get your reps, you got to get the whole thing. But as far as canceling games and as a disadvantage, yeah, the Northern Northern Baseball Clubs, they're just not going to be um, the SEC baseball clubs. They're just not going to be that. And by the way, the College World Series and the whole uh, format with the NCAA, they're not going to do a thing. Um, question number three, we're 60 games into the baseball season, Major League Baseball. By by this time, GMs know if they're sellers or buyers. What's your disappointing team so far and your surprise team? All right, that's a good one, Chris. Disappointing team so far, Major League Baseball? Well, I, it's easy for me. I hate to tell you, I know they weren't going to win the NL Central, but are they really this bad? My Chicago Cubs, it's an easy answer, Chris. They got 23 wins. They've lost 10 in a row. I mean, is this Cubs baseball? The Cubs owners are making money hand over fist, and we're trying to trot out guys you've never even heard of. We get rid of all these guys. Well, it's rebuild, Nate. This is the problem with Major League Baseball. Big market teams, should we ever be in rebuild mode, sell-off mode? We have as many wins as the Cincinnati Reds. Okay, I got to keep moving. I, I, I could keep going. Okay, Cubs missed the most disappointing, 23 wins. Most win, uh, same wins as the Reds, who are losing on purpose. Um, my surprise team, I'm going to keep it pretty regional here. I'm going to go Twins. I'm going to go Twins on this because I don't think anybody thought the Twins would be at 37 wins? 37 and 28? The Minnesota Twins, uh, they were supposed to kind of battle with the White Sox, maybe, but they're leading the White Sox and more. I'm going to go Twins. Correa looks like a good signing. I mean, that whole that whole deal right now, going pretty good. Going pretty good. I'm going to go Twins, my most surprising, leading the AL Central. Um, question number four, five questions from Chris. Um, let's see here. Um, horse racing just concluded the Triple Crown races with the fourth consecutive time that three different horses won each prize race. The Derby, Preakness Stakes, Belmont Stakes. Interesting point, Chris. So, different horse wins those big races. And that's the fourth year in a row that's happened. Should horse racing space out the races so horses can train, rest properly to have a better chance for a triple crown? Yeah, that's another tradition. I know, it's, you know, people say, well, just because it's that way doesn't mean it's the right way. That horse racing is a tough go. I love horse racing, by the way. I'm going to go to San Diego later this summer. We always stay there in Del Mar. They have a great horse racing track. We go over there and watch the races. I really enjoy it. I get it. I know the dangers of it. I know the health side of it. I know it's a tough, tough go, and it's so taxing that uh, it's not surprising me now. You're seeing, is it just because we have more competitive races, or is it it's a grinder for horses. You win one, you win the Kentucky Derby, you build up, you build up, you build up, and then you got to come back and win or run the Preakness, and then you got to win the, the longest one, the Belmont. I do think it's a grinder. I don't think they'll space them out, but it's a good idea, Chris. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. So we, Because you know what? Uh, there's nothing better than a Triple Crown story. I won the Kentucky Derby. I won the Preakness. There's nothing better than that. And now you got three different horses winning those three races for four straight years. It's a good idea, Chris. I don't know if they'll do it. I like it, though. Um, last but not least, five questions from Chris on the Nate Brown Show. Joe Madden of the Angels fired last week. 
second manager that goes down this season, um, do you think there will be another manager fired before the All-Star break? Um, I don't know about that. Are the White Sox going to bail on La Russa? Is he surviving? Is he surviving enough? Keep an eye on that, Chris. Keep an eye on that. I just, I'll just throw out that one there. Tony Larusa, under pressure last week. People talking about it. You know, he's had third base coach, got in an argument with Lance Ling. You got some of that dust up stuff going on. Never liked that in the dugout. Tony Larusa getting pressure from the Chicago media. If the White Sox continue to just uh, swim through oatmeal, trudge through the mud, if they just continue this, will Larusa be gone by the All Star break? I don't know about that. But how bad's it going to get before the White Sox say, "Yeah, we got to make a make a change here"? Or are they going to be just stubborn enough since they hired Larusa in the first place? We shall see. But that's one guy that I think you know. I talked to my baseball guys could legitimately be on the hot seat. All right, five questions from Chris. I like it. My thought: maybe Larusa. White Sox have been uh, underachieving. Maybe Larusa. All right. I'm going to come back with breaking news, breaking news on the NCAA and the transfer portal. Breaking news on the NCAA and the transfer portal. And this might be the biggest letdown you've ever heard. Next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 60 tonight under clear skies. Winds out of the south, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly clear tomorrow. Slight chance for scattered storms. High of 91. Partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow night, lows dip down to about 70. Sunshine mixed with clouds at times. Saturday with daytime highs approaching 97. 95 Sunday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 79. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Here at Pizza Ranch, we appreciate innovations in food delivery, like how the ancient Italians used to slingshot hot meals to hungry Romans on the go. And while we appreciate the creativity, it turned out to be, well, a little messy. So we found a better way to bring you our legendary pizza, the country's best chicken, and our one-of-a-kind cactus bread. Just place your order online, on the phone, or on our app, and then pick it up or have it delivered right to your door. All nicely packaged in clean, sturdy, non-flying boxes. No catching necessary. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. 
Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. On a Thursday, thanks for being a part of the program. Fox Sports Rapid City, your sports, your show, the Nate Brown Show Live. Who's hot and who's not coming up tonight. We'll wrap it up tonight with who's hot and who's not. Hang on. I've got this who's hot story. If you haven't heard it, you need to. Maybe you have by now. It happened yesterday. Most unbelievable thing in a long time in sports. I mean, this was unbelievable yesterday on a sleepy Wednesday in the summer in sports. I don't think you'll ever see it again. You've never seen it ever in sports. Never seen it. We'll get it in my Who's Hot coming up. Um, Here's something for you, breaking news, and I thought this was good. You know, I'm coming on the show this afternoon, and I see this pop, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a segment on this. This is something I think the NCAA transformation committee is going to get right and i'm like okay they're going to get some guardrails on the transfer portal they're going to put some rules in here of what you know the transfer portal maybe we've done you know gone a little too wild and maybe we're going to get some guardrails here's the story um just now this afternoon when it comes to the ncaa and the transfer portal here it is the ncaa's transfer transformation committee they're looking at all these changes in college sports okay They have announced that they are going to uh, make some changes with the transfer portal, and here's what it is. They're going to um, put in some transfer portal windows so student-athletes can only put their name in the transfer portal during those windows. And I'm I'm, I'm thinking about this. That's, um, That's about a C, if I'm going to grade it, that's about a C. Why, why is that a C? It's not an F because you know what I didn't like? Here's what I didn't like. We're in the middle of a season or we're getting ready to play in an FCS playoff football game, literally an FCS playoff football game, and my starter or, or, or a player says, well, I'm kind of second on the depth chart now. I'm going to transfer, and, and we're going into a playoff game. That, that literally happened with a quarterback in the FCS at Montana State. I, I do not like that because it throws off the dynamic. If there is any team atmosphere, cohesion, you know, that whole thing, we're all in this together, we've got a playoff game coming up, and then we have a quarterback said, I- I'm going to transfer. It does throw things off. So I'm going to give it a C because now at least you're going to avoid that. Where we're in the season, we're, we're in a playoff window, and I don't want players saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to transfer. But here's the window. Here's the window. They, they're going to have two. And I'm not going to give the, the transfer portal rule here of, well, now there's going to be a free agency window. Basically, that's what it is, the free agency window. It's going to be November until early de- uh, mid-December. Okay? There's one window. November until mid-December. That's when you have some contact in recruiting and and that whole thing. And then they're going to have another window, April 15th to May 1st. April 15th to May 1st. So you're talking about a month in the fall slash winter and then a half a month in the spring. Those are windows, again, 
with contact periods in recruiting where coaches can contact kids and the whole thing. So I'm, I'm going to tell you this. It's a C because maybe we won't have players announce it all year, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and just have it keep going. But it's not an A because guess what? You already have until May 1st that you have to put your name in anyway. I mean, they're acting like there's no rules at all. There is. They're, they're acting like, well, this will provide stability. It'll st- stabilize the transfer environment. It'll, it'll provide stability. Okay, there's two windows. One's a month. One's a half a month. You still have to get your name in the transfer portal currently as the rule sits now by May 1st. There's already a rule that says that, so it's not like we're coming up with anything brand new. You already have to do that if you want to play at that school by the next season. So the NCAA Transformation Committee, they didn't go like like big here, like, okay, hey, we're going to change this, change this, change this. They just said, here's the two windows for transferring, putting your name in. Good luck. So maybe instead in the middle of the season, hey, I'm transferring, I'm ticked off, I'm going to put my name in the transfer portal. It helps. I'll give it a C. It's, uh, it's not an A. They, they didn't go that far. Who's hot and who's not? It is an A plus who's hot. The first time you've ever seen this in the history of this sport. I'll tell you about it next. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. From fighting wildfires with air support, helping civilians in flooded neighborhoods, to delivering food and supplies to those who have lost everything, the Army National Guard always responds when disaster strikes. The Army National Guard also trains to be ever vigilant against threats, foreign and domestic. They protect our skies with missile defense weaponry. They secure our information, communications, and infrastructure with cybersecurity, and they protect us against chemical, biological, and radiological hazards with the civilian support team. The Army National Guard also stands ready to deploy and provide support for conflicts or humanitarian missions abroad. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the South Dakota Army National Guard. Aired by the South Dakota Broadcasters Association and this station. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City on a Thursday. Who's hot and who's not? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Hey, PizzaRanch.com for carryout or delivery. PizzaRanch.com, two locations. They'll set you up nicely here in Rapid City. Also, the buffet, best buffet in town, you know that. Salad bar, fried chicken, all the extras, cactus bread, and the buffet your way on the pizza. Get to the Pizza Ranch. Take the family this weekend. It's going to be hot. 
going to be hot. Let the Pizza Ranch cook it up. Don't uh, don't heat up the house. All right, who's hot category? I'll tell you, this is something in Major League Baseball. You know, Major League Baseball's been playing for a long time. They've been playing for a long time. A lot of innings, a lot of uh, weird stats. This has never happened, and the Houston Astros did it last night. The Houston Astros, follow me, had two immaculate innings. Now, what's an immaculate inning? It's nine pitches by the pitcher. That's it. One, two, three, strikeout. One, two, three, out. Okay? One, two, three. Okay? You've got to strike out three consecutive batters on three pitches each. Three batters, three pitches. You want to talk about a baseball game moving along nicely? The Houston Astros did it last night in the win over the Rangers. Here's the wild part. One pitcher did it, an immaculate inning, three strikeouts on three pitches, and then a different pitcher did it, an immaculate inning, in the same game. And it was the exact same batters. The exact same batters got struck out on three pitches both times. Now that is a kicker. Houston Astros, two immaculate innings in the same game with the same exact batters. You'll never see it again. In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category tonight, I'm going to throw Major League Baseball in there again because why? Rob Manfred announced after the owner meetings today that uh, they're looking at um, growing their viewing opportunities here. What he means by that is is the digital landscape. The digital landscape. Here's, here's the deal. Everybody's going streaming and things like this. Th- that's fine, Rob. Rob Manfred said, we got to look at, you know, expanding there with our digital landscape. Do you guys know a little thing called MLB TV? They have their own digital streaming. They, they go to the local teams with MLB.TV. You can get all the games except for what? There's blackouts. You, they have fans that pay for MLB TV, and then they go to MLB TV, and there's blackouts. Rob, Rob Manfred, so my advice is, okay, just a little Fox Sports Rapid City Nate Brown show advice. You can expand your digital footprint and the streaming. You have the, you have the deal, MLB TV. Stop the blackouts. Get more access to all the games. It's fixed. You're done. Thanks for listening. I appreciate that. Post-22 Baseball, Game 2 of the Spearfish matchup tonight coming up. That'll be on the way about 7.30 with Adam Birch. The Nate Brown Show podcast going up right away tonight. See ya.